The Armenian Community of California commemorates the 108-year anniversary of the Armenian Genocide. From the Blue Devil Hub, this is the News Cycle. I'm Nana Grigor, and today is Monday, April 24th. Armenians remember the day of April 24th as the day where they were almost wiped out. So every year, they celebrate the fact that they are still here. April 24th, 1915 was the day where 1.1 million Armenians were killed in the Armenian Genocide. And every year on its anniversary, Armenians from all over California gather at Mount Davidson Cross in San Francisco. Andranik Makashian and his family have been coming to this event since the cross was inaugurated in 1934. I'm here because of the, uh, um, because of the uh, uh, commemoration of the April 24th and the genocide that happened, where every year the Armenian community comes together and, and commemorates the April 24th that's, that was, happened in 1915, which is, I think, 108 years now. It is important to the Makashan family that the genocide is not forgotten, which is why they attend every year. We want to keep reminding everybody in the world that it should not be forgotten just because it, it's, been, uh, um, it's been recognized by certain countries, not everyone. So we want to keep pushing the issue so everybody knows about it so it doesn't get repeated again by other countries and also same thing back to the Armenians as well. Nara Avapian is a member of the Armenian Youth Foundation, or AYF, and has been since she was 13, which is why she came and helped set up the events, including having the younger members recite part of Armenian speech. Diaspora, the whole diaspora, us coming together, not only showing each other that we still remember, but showing everyone else, the government, just people who don't really know about it and educating others about it because it's obviously super important to us, so we want to make it known to everyone else too. Sona Pelavanyan has been the florist for the April 24th event for many years, and each bouquet she brings is a representation of the organizations and memorials that are part of recognizing what happened and is a reminder of the cross. So we've been coming here or in churches uh, um, um, for this memorial, but now that we have the cross and it's a great place to gather and uh, uh, just be together. Dina Aslanyan Williams is a member of the council and board of Armenians that own the cross. 25 years ago, the uh, state of California said that it was unconstitutional to have such a religious symbol on public land because this is land belongs to the city. So Armenians immediately got together and said let's buy it and so we basically bought it and my father was one of the first ones actually to put his money up. My mom was out of town for Iowa conference in London, or else she, couldn't, she wouldn't have let it. But anyway, he did it, and everybody else followed. We bought it. Then we had to pass a proposition in the city called Proposition F, which a lot of people helped. And then we bought the cross. So we decided to make it a gen uh, memorial to the Armenian genocide. So we light it two times a year during the uh, Latin, Armenian Genocide, so it'll be lit tonight, and Easter. Many of the diaspora have family members that have personally survived the genocide and can still remember the stories told from over a hundred years ago that even now relate to the conflicts happening in Armenia. 
April 24th to me is very fresh right now because of what's going on in Artsakh and the blockade. And I think that it is not of the past, even though we commemorated the 100th anniversary quite a few years ago, it's still very fresh because Armenians are in danger as we speak and the country is in danger. So to me it's more a commemoration of the past and also trying to bring attention from uh, the public to what's going on presently. Even the younger generation, such as Sarin Antonian, a middle schooler from San Francisco, knows how meaningful today is to the Armenian community. We are just here to um, respect all the people who um, passed away for us, and um, that's the reason why we're here today. And that we're here also to tell the Turks that um, they tried to kill us millions of years ago. They tried to um, have one Armenian left in a museum. But we are still here, we're revolting, and we're trying to tell them that the Armenian genocide did happen. She has been well immersed into the Armenian culture since she was born, and because of that, she feels very close to her Armenian heritage. I have been coming to this event probably as long as I've been born. My parents have been coming. I go to an Armenian school in the um, city, and I've been coming here since. We also come here as a school. We came here on Thursday, I think. Yeah, it was Thursday. April 24th can bring out many different emotions in people because of the significance behind the day. It is always a bit sad to um, what happens on April 24th, so um, I felt I was also happy because everybody always comes here to respect um, everybody who took their lives for us, and I just felt good and sad at the same time. For the news cycle, this is Donna Grigor. It's that time of year where after spring break, the dreaded flu season has arrived. Is this a sound you've been hearing recently? <coughs> well, if you're a student, the answer is probably yes. The common cold, influenza, and even COVID seem to keep popping up. The CDC says flu cases are up this year. The CDC estimates that between 26 and 50 million people have had the flu between October through mid-March. There are many reasons why this flu year in particular has been quite a bit worse than in the past. DHS nurse Sean Maroney suspects that it may not just be a higher number of infections. It's a longer winter here. Um, that'll push people indoors more, which always makes mm -hmm. for more people getting sick. People are more aware of viruses and the importance of testing as a result of COVID. What might be perpetuating this virus is people continuing to come to school even though they're showing symptoms. Junior Jude Vares tries his best not to miss school. He prefers to come to school a bit sick in order to not miss instruction. I haven't missed any school for it. I probably had a little bit of a cold or something a couple times this year, but nothing major. Being sick may seem like an opportunity to sit back and relax, but for many it's not. Homework piles up while at home, and many times you're too sick to concentrate. For sophomore Chris O'Keefe, missing school doesn't have any benefits. Like, I hate it! Okay. I hate missing school. It's my least favorite thing in the world. Missing school doesn't just mean having to do a makeup assignment. It means missing extracurriculars as well. One week, I had a sinus infection, and I had to miss school and uh, swim or water polo practice, and it was really difficult. No matter the time of year or season of the flu, people are going to get sick. If you take the right precautions, you can make an impact. Wear a mask and then wash your hands, especially with something like norovirus going around, washing your hands is more important because that can get you vomiting in a hurry and that one's a pretty tough sickness to have. Masking has been shown to be much more effective if the person who is sick is wearing the mask, not the other way around. This is Harold Tolerup for the News Cycle.
Well, that's our show for today. The News Psych is a production of the Blue Devil Hub in association with the Davis Enterprise. Daniel Ruiz Menez writes our theme music. The program is produced by Maria Anderson and Nana Grigor. Our executive producer is Elliot Dion. We're trying to grow our listeners. Make sure to share the news cycle with your friends. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on the web at bluedevilhub.com. Note myself radio broadcast Monday at 8 and Tuesday at noon on 95.7 KDRT. You can also follow the Hub on social media. We're on Instagram at Blue Devil Hub and on Twitter at DHS Hub. Stay safe, have a good week, and we'll see you next time.